This is Elise's TMA Clip of the Day. Theron gives a, an enthusiastic speech and everybody gets excited. Tonight they'll be in Iowa taking that show on the road tonight. Well, and, again, th- this is all smart politics. And I think that this is going to be the way that the Trump administration works. It's a lot of smart politics and not necessarily a lot of smart policy. I'm hoping that the policy will match the politics. What you would what you would hope for is a president, as, as a conservative, what you would hope for is a president who's good at the game of politics, can make himself popular, but also actually wants to use that popularity for good purposes. It seems right now that Trump wants to use his popularity simply to centralize power. At least that's all you can take away from his actions. Is your suggestion far. that the higher purpose is to make the party popular? No, my, my suggestion is to make the, the, the practical policies popular. I mean, if, if you were if you They were seem to, to be, don't they? Well, well, except that... His, or make them conservative. Is that your argument? Uh, I, if, as a conservative, right, I would sure. like his conservative policies to be popular. I would prefer that he stop pushing not conservative policies. What you could see is a serious situation where, for example, he's proposing a bad policy, and now Congress has a choice. It's a Republican Congress. Are you going to tell him no because it's bad policy, which will have down-ballot ramifications, or are you just going to prop up his popularity in the hopes that his popularity will you drive you to the victory? Wave. Democrats did this with Obama. Okay, this is, uh, Republicans said they wanted their Obama. They got their Obama. They're going to find out how well it goes. I mean, that, it really, really it didn't is work a out well question. for Nancy Pelosi and a lot of Democrats. So, I mean, if you look across not just the House and the Senate and all the the seats that the Democrats have lost there, but if you look at state legislatures, if you look at gubernatorial races, if even if you look down at the level of lieutenant governor and AGs in a lot of these states, the last eight years under President Obama, despite his popularity, have been very damaging to the Democratic Party. And and I think, come on, Republicans, just take note. But part of my fear is that if they didn't stand up to President Obama, who was the guy that was the antithesis of what the Republican Party platform stands for, if Mitch McConnell didn't have the cojones to ha- tell him no, then why would he have the cojones to tell Donald Trump no? Well, uh, well, the, the conventional wisdom uh, would suggest that uh, Trump is a Republican, Mitch McConnell is a Republican. I would think that Senate leaders and senators who are Republican and House members who are Republican would get along with the Republican president. I, I know that there's been a fracture in the Republican Party as a result of these primaries and the Trump candidacy. I understand that. But, uh, it but seem, I think in it, a lot of ways you're seeing them come together. Yeah, that's but my I'm point. Saying, they, but seem when it, to be, they seem to be uniting now. But when it comes to certain things, like good for, for Kevin McCarthy, who isn't my favorite, you know, Republican leader in the House, but good for him for saying the other day, no, this carrier deal is crony capitalism. This isn't the way we should be doing things. And I just wish there were more people in the House and the Senate that would take a look at their conservative principles that they claim to have and that they ran on and make sure that they actually stick to it when they're inside the beltway. Are you guys hopeful? Uh, This is an interesting question. We haven't had this conversation, but as we talk here about uh, fractures in the Republican Party or uh, Trump or whatnot, are you guys hopeful that Trump is reelected in four years, or it's too early to even answer that question, I guess. I think it's way too early. Yeah, I, I, would think. I mean, I, I need to see him perform first. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, the, the, he, he didn't earn my vote in the last election cycle. Maybe he'll earn my vote in the next one. But that's going to be something TBD. to decide three years from now, not something to decide you know, after three weeks of his presidency. Well, he's not even president, he's not even president yet, yet, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. And that's coming up, by the way, on January 20th. Of course, we will lead you all the way it's to the Friday. Big... If your question is, has he alleviated my fears about him? No, he certainly has not. No, he is not. He's he, he's he's made some good cabinet picks. I always assumed I was never somebody who said he was going to be a hundred percent bad. I always assumed he was going to do some things that I liked. He's made some good cabinet picks, and he's also engaged in the worst sort of crony capitalism. And he's also engaged in in 
the soul suck of the Republican Party when it comes to the free market. So, no, I don't think those are good things. We do see this morning, we mentioned this right after 6 o'clock when we jumped on the air, this new Bloomberg poll that has Trump's favorability moving up to 50 percent. And as to whether or not Trump will put America's interests ahead of his business interests, according to this same poll, 51 percent of those surveyed are very confident that Trump will put America's interests as president ahead of his business interests. This, of course, uh, for several weeks has been one of the big stories about Trump, this fear that that his business interests will create a conflict of interest for his presidency. Well, it's it's, it's it will. I mean, there, there's no way to avoid the conflict of interest when you own a business that has this many this many brands attached to it, and this many brands in different places. Right now, the the report is that basically, according to the New York Times, he's going to. Ivanka's not going to run the company. Jared's not going to run the company. They'll both move to Washington, D.C. and be part of the administration. But he's going to keep a stake in the company. Trump won't run, but he'll keep a stake in it, which doesn't really answer the question is what sort of legal protection is there going to be for these sorts of crossovers? Also, is he going to guarantee – sorry, women, but but look at the call that we had – that he had with the Argentinian leader. And then, oh, look, the permits for their Argentinian project went through. Or the, the call that Ivanka was a part of from Japanese leaders. And, oh, look, you know, the permits for – the, the Japanese project that they were working on went through. What is to guarantee that that will not continue to happen the next four years? Thanks for listening to my TMA clip of the day. And don't forget to tune in to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman, Ben Shapiro, and me, Alicia Krause.